And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I'm your host, Heath, and with me is my always amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how you doing? Lovely. Ready to rock. <laughs> We're going to be talking about some, hopefully, some teachable things today. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, but before we get into today's show... I just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. First and foremost, thank you to Rachel Storm and Dusty Music for the music that plays underneath uh, the show today. Uh, they've been kind enough to allow us their library, and we just can't get enough of God doing a new thing. And check doing out... Doing a new thing. <laughs> That's right. Check out rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. There's a contact us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, to be a guest, recommend a guest. Heck, we don't care if you want to reach out to us. Use that form. And if you need prayer, there are two ways for us to partner with you in prayer. The first, of course, is the prayer request form on the website. We'd love to partner in prayer with you. And the second, of course, is... You can email us at prayer at rmr.live. While you're on the website, be sure to check out the Linktree link, which is going to link you to all the socials and all the things. And if you're watching on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe. And of course, follow us on Facebook for additional content information that I don't always get to the website immediately. And if you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website, the show description below. And for those watching on your screen, they're going to be underneath Michael. All right, let's get into it. We have another amazing show for you today, <laughs> and today's episode is uh, part four of the Five-Fold Ministry Series. Today, we are going to do the topic of teachers. So already we've done, let's see if I can remember, what have we done? We've done, let's see, pastors. Are we going to do commercials, Heath? Yeah, we're going to do commercials. Oh. Let's go to commercials. Yeah, let's go to commercials before we I mean, I mean... I'm down to jump right into teaching. <laughs> no. Should we should a... we space out with cliffhangers with commercials this episode? Ooh. We could. We could. Let's let... <laughs> No, let's not. Let's not. Well, maybe I, another We're not We're not qualified like Eric Metaxas is yet to to give a cliffhanger commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our first commercial today, let's just get into those. Um, is with love custom crafts and my friend kinsey um over at with love custom crafts and i have partnered together um to promote her website as well as some amazing rocky mountain revival radio merchandise oh wait that's right michael's wearing a t-shirt and i of course am drinking out of the rocky mountain revival radio tumbler but with love custom crafts is a christian-owned small business Kinsey's products are primarily focused towards women, and there are all kinds of things on there, from shirts to, to baby items to cups to coffee mugs to all kinds of things. Um, the company tagline reads, creating custom quality items at affordable prices, all made with love. And I can tell you that that is the case. When this package arrived in the mail today, there was a great little sticker on there that said made with love. And that was just like an awe moment for me. Um, and so she started this company basically as a way to deal with some anxiety and some stress and some things in her life. And it was like hand cutting vinyl for all the products and actually got into this sublimation stuff. Her husband actually believed in her so much he bought this equipment and you know invested in her business and so she can be found at withlovecustomcrafts.com and she's also on TikTok and Facebook 
Um, but as I mentioned, we are partnering with Kenzie to carry, um, have her produce all of our merchandise. So stay tuned to the Facebook page and to the show news page because we will be announcing the store soon. We're going to have all kinds of merchandise from T-shirts to hoodies to cups like this one to water bottles to t-shirts like the one michael's wearing um and a few other things um actually i found uh, some pop sockets and some other things like we could do all kinds of merchandise so <laughs> we're looking at we're looking at doing all kinds of things and so check out um the website and um the the uh facebook page to stay updated on the show's release of merchandise but in the meantime if you're looking for a mother's day gift which hey is just around the corner um check out with love custom crafts and tell Kenzie I said hi. Hmm. Yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I don't know if you guys have any pets or if you want pets and you want to get a pet. Well, maybe you should consider the security of your pet with Bite Tag. RMRR and Waymaker Ministries are now partnered with Bite Tag. Bite Tag is the safest, most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet. When scanned, you will get a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. It also gives the scanner the option to of notifying the pet's owner that the pet has been found. And the tag uses GPS. I don't know if you guys know. That's Global Positioning System, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you, 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 got, you got it right. Good job. <laughs> hey, you know, there's all levels of uh, education going on here at this show. Tracking to notify the owner of their pet's location. It's really cool. Um... Yeah, you don't have to have an account. So there's no there's no monthly or an annual service. Like in a world of subscriptions and fees and services and codes and ugh, gag me with a spoon. They don't do that. Uh, Bite tag and Bite tag puts your privacy first. It just works. So if you scan it or someone else scans it, it just works. There's no code. I love that so much. I mean, Heath, in a world of codes and ugh, access denied. And you right. gotta reset your password. Oh my gosh. Okay, bite tag is truly the last pet tag you will ever need as an added bonus, Heath. When you use, I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe. When you use discount code RMRR15, you will get a one, five percent. <laughs> I don't know what to do for percent. <laughs> discount off the purchase price. For you math people, that's a significant discount. Do the math. All right, Heath, you're back to you. That is a significant yes, yeah. And actually, we believe in bite tag so much. Um, Ethan and I use it for our pet here. And so when you're watching the stuff that pops up on the screen, that is actually from our dog, Hera. It's going to be her mm. stuff. Well, so. and you know what's funny about that is, you know, I really love that it's on your dog. I mean, that's a, such an extra safety precaution for your dog. Your dog not going anywhere. That's right. <laughs> she's not. She's not. <laughs> she's not. She could, she'll roll pretty far, but she's not walking very far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny and true. Uh, <laughs> She's a that, classic rolled taco. Classic rolled yeah, taco. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, so our next commercial, of course, is for Redemption Squad Ministries, and our next outreach with them is going to be this coming weekend, the twenty eighth and the twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Excuse me, the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah. It's been a thing all day. Uh, the 28th and 29th, we're going to be meeting uh, with Redemption Squad. Uh, 28th, 6 o'clock, Central Campus Radiant Church. We're going to put together provision boxes. Last couple times out, it's been somewhere in the ballpark of 175 to 200 boxes we've assembled. And then on the 29th, we're going to meet at 10 a.m. at Stratmore Hills United Methodist Church. And we're partnering with them to... to uh, 
do a game plan. We're going to take communion together as a group. We're going to pray. And then we're going to hit the streets in a Section 8 housing area over there. And we are expecting an incredible and powerful time uh, for God to move in his kingdom uh, while we are out with Redemption Scott. So we cannot wait to partner with them. And the things that they're doing, guys, um, if you're looking for an, uh, an outreach opportunity to support, um, Redemption Squad is is the one to to support, uh, especially if you're in the Colorado Springs area. And, and even if you're not, you can email them. Uh, the website will be on the screen and down below. Get information about them. Support that ministry because the things that Zach and Melissa are doing to the you know the people that society basically forgets and ignores. Uh, yeah. These guys are outreaching to them, and God is moving in such a way that it'll blow your mind. And so definitely reach out to Zach and Melissa information below and on your screen so that uh, you can support this amazing ministry. Well, I was just going to say, Heath, that as a uh, sanitation engineer in that neighborhood at times in the past, uh, that neighborhood could use a touch from the Lord. That is for sure. So that's exciting. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Guys, Valentine, I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold statement about Valentine Comfort Shoes for their ad today. Valentine Comfort Shoes is a move of God in the business sector in Mm. our local area. It just truly is. Um, It is a flag planted firmly in the ground for the kingdom of God. Uh, Sean and Amy Blake are the admirals of said movement uh, since they have a Navy background. So you uh, not only is this a Christian owned company, but this is a veteran owned company too. So um, guys, they're going to provide you such great service uh, addressing any need you have for, uh, for a form fitted shoe or a, uh, a medical condition need, uh, and they'll take care of you from, from the feet perspective. And, uh, also from the spiritual perspective too, they will, they, they are really there. We just call them trained ministers, really. Right. <laughs> They're trained ministers and a trained pedorthist also is Sean. So, uh, guys go on down to Valentine Comfort Shoes, uh, address, will be below. below uh we still we know how to drive there we just forget where it's at with yeah. the numbers and the letters but um so yeah that's sean and amy blake <laughs> at valentine comfort shoes go and get a pair or two and sharing is caring says heath that's right and again just as a, another endorsement for them we believe in them enough that i have valentine comfort shoes michael has valentine comfort shoes and, and- sandals and sandals and chris also has valentine comfort shoes so again we uh we support valentine comfort shoes and so should you all right so now that we've got commercials out of the way and i've actually remembered how we actually do a show because um, <laughs> i'm just excited about this topic today so we're going to continue the um five-fold ministry topic again we are we are we are this is episode four this are we, we- on five-fold ministry number eight exactly exactly oh (laughs) so we we've done we've we've tackled the prophet the evangelist the pastor and now we are on the teacher okay and this one i'm just excited for guys because again not a lot of folks are talking about the fivefold ministry not a lot of folks are talking about spiritual gifts and discipleship and lots of things that we talk about here at rocky mountain revival radio and waymaker ministry so we're excited to bring you this content and i uh, I just want to start off, I guess, I'm going to open the door with something that I was researching earlier, um, you know, because again, as we do these shows, we do research and then of course the Holy Spirit kicks in and takes over and takes us in a different direction than we planned. But 
We love that about the show. The one thing that that I started that really stuck out to me today as I was looking is that teacher is referenced several times in the Bible, um, about 58 times to be exact. And the Holy Spirit is referenced as being a teacher in John 14, verse 26. Um, Isaiah 48 talks about how God teaches us uh, what's best for us. But I think my favorite, and there's like 20 different scriptures that I wrote down here, is that Jesus is the great teacher, meaning that Mm. Jesus is absolutely good in what he does and how he instructs us, how he presents things. Um, In you know, when you when you look at some of these verses that I that I wrote down, like Luke twenty thirty nine, Matthew twenty two thirty six, and there's a bunch more. Um, it doesn't actually say Jesus the great teacher, but when I made the note, that was how I chose to like it. Just I put it on the paper, and I was like, "Where'd that come from?" Because that's not what it says. Like I always, when I'm doing notes, I try to quote the Bible. But in this instance, I I'm not wrong. Jesus is the great and ultimate teacher, and is absolutely good in everything he taught. Michael thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I said it last episode. I'll say it again. If you have a problem with Jesus being absolutely good, you need to do your research on that. You need to, you need to exegete that one out for yourself. He's back to you. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we talked as we were doing show prep about the fact that some of the best teachers in life that, that we've experienced, and Michael and I have even been a couple places together in, in classes and had a teacher teaching, some of the best teachers in our experience, and, and I'm thinking way back to you know middle school, high school, um, all the way right. forward, the best teachers that I ever had were those that taught by example, were those that were you know, willing to say, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I know where to look it up and I can come back to you with an answer or teachers that made the material relatable and fun or found a way to hook you in. So you'd want to, you know, go home and study more and look at more. And right. One teacher, of course, that came to mind for both Michael and I was Bill Russell. And we had the opportunity and I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about Bill's class last year as we were going through some things we actually attended a a class that he taught uh at a partner church here in town and bill has such a unique way of not only giving you the biblical principles the biblical foundation but then demonstrating what's being taught and doing it in a way to sometimes challenge you often surprise you <laughs> i think is another uh, another facet of bill's teaching because can i uh, can i can i jump ahead. in on that yeah go ahead i, I really believe a, a good teacher with with kind of using uh evangelist elder evangelist i'm going to really give him some titles here for specific reasons i want to describe him accurately i'm gonna call him elder evangelist bill russell okay uh he the Best thing I loved about how his teaching style is he would invite you in to an experience of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and invite you into a trusting, more dynamic relationship with Holy Spirit. Like it was almost like he was, it wasn't even so much of a teaching. It was an invitation to experience what he, what he was teaching. Like, and not to finish, not to, not to beat a dead horse or entirely finish your thought here, Heath. But an implementation, an implementation of Jesus and his works mm. is an aspect of a fivefold minister teacher. If you can't do 
and and this is one thing uh, my my one of my teachers uh told me well specifically the one who mentored me for four years but if you can't teach out of what you know then what what are you actually able to teach? I mean, if you're going outside of the stuff you experience and you have implemented in your own life, if you're not practicing what you preach, are you actually teaching? And and I would say, no, this relationship of teacher and, and master and servant, you are only um, teaching effectively what has been thoroughly ingrained into you. I'm going to say with the help of the Holy Spirit, because, hey, you know, there's a difference between uh, teaching weighty uh, brain material, brain to brain material, and then there's a difference between ab- being able to impart um, uh, heart material, uh, where where the brain and the heart are operating from teacher to student. I mean, that's that's a thorough download. Uh, it's actually a lot less memorization. A lot, mem- yeah, a lot less memorization is needed. Um, and, and I've even asked, uh, you know, my guys, including Heath, you know, what kind of scriptures do you guys own? Like, what kind of scriptures are you operating out of? Not the scriptures you memorize, but what scriptures, what part of, what aspects of Jesus, what aspects of the scripture are you standing on? Not only standing on, but walking on, walking out, walking on and walking out. Heath. Well, that's a, that's a great, uh, a great point there. And, you know, at first, as you were talking, I, I, was thinking about our conversation earlier about the fact that, you know, a great teacher is going to get you to think different things, you know, and there's, there's pieces of this class that Michael and I attended that, you know, sections of the class stuck differently with Michael than they did with me. You know, we were talking about, Hey, what's that verse? And I'm like, Hey, it's, it's John, uh, John 14, 12, you know, that, that, uh, you know, Jesus says, you're going to go out and do all the things that I'm going to do and more. You know, and Michael's like, that's not the verse that stuck in my head more. It was, you know, golden Acts silver three, I have six. none. Yeah, Acts 3, 6, yeah, golden Acts silver three, I have six. none. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting how we were at the same class, the same time, same teacher, received the same materials, the same instruction, and yet there were different points that, that stick with us now when we think about that class. You know, and the other thing is, to your point of the question of, you know, what scriptures do you own? What aspects of Jesus are you trying to exemplify? You know, and now that I've had time to study in that and look in that, you know, for me, it's, it's always my first place of, of trying to be like Jesus is coming out of first Corinthians 13, you know, the love chapter. Um, because again, I think Jesus is the ultimate example of love. And when you think about how he, cared about people and how he approached people, how he even, uh, and I can't remember where it's at off the top of my head right now, but there is instruction that, you know, we need to come out of a place of love when we're dealing with other people, when we're dealing with the enemy, when we're dealing with all kinds of things, we need to come from a place of love, especially when we're trying to minister to, to our, you know, coworkers and friends and neighbors and strangers in Walmart or whatever. You know, we've got to come from a place of love, you know, and then also I think the other foundation for me, as far as a scripture that I try to operate of is the reminder that the Bible is not just a thing from several thousand years ago. It is alive and well and breathing and active today. And so when John 14, 12 says, hey, Jesus says, you're going to go do the things that he did. And then some, that is a today word. That's not a back in the day word that's a today word so we should be operating in signs miracles wonders healings discipleship love you know all of these things that jesus ex- exemplified in his time here on earth um we need to be doing those things 
you know, right, and that exactly. includes those taboo topics of like casting out demons. Like, yes, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Um, Where? you know, yeah, so <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> those 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 signs should be evident in our walk. There should be that fruit of of us acting in our daily lives like Jesus. Yeah. Um exactly. I was I was thinking like so this is the word of God. It's active, it's alive, it's 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 God breathed, it's inspired. All these things uh there's so many descriptions of the of the inspired word of God. Okay. So since it has an intelligence and since it's alive, you're getting to know the author. At some point we got to take the author seriously. Right. <laughs> so it's a profound statement for those sitting in the back. I know. At, at some point, it's like, you know, it's not going to be God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Bible. No, no, no. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Um, And preferably, it doesn't have to be in that order, too. The Trinity does not have to be in that order. Now, we understand God the Father is... It. Listen, if, Heath, if we did a study on God the Father, it would get real scary. Yeah. There's so many mysterious not maybe even not many so many because there's there's always it's always coming through um our mediator jesus like how we know the fathers through jesus and and without him so so yes the fear of the lord is a is a needed aspect of fellowship in the church today and fellowship with the lord today for sure um i would even say i would even go as far as to say just while we're preaching right now Freedom in Christ is a healthy experience. True freedom in Christ is a healthy experience, a joyful experience of the fear of God. Um, you don't endeavor into freedom in Christ um, movements, actions of your faith without the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And if I am quoting Proverbs 1 correctly these sayings and these parables that 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 the whole book of proverbs is to understand wise things like these sayings and these parables well who who heath moved in sayings and parables and who was brought in in the inner circle of said person to understand said sayings and parables and that is the statement of Proverbs, it's saying you read this, you get to understand Jesus. I don't know, big hint there, big, big hint on who that <laughs> Jesus, you get to understand Jesus better by reading the Proverbs because he is wisdom and he moved, he flowed in, in these teachings and these parables and these sayings and Keith, back to you. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned parables because I think early on in my faith, parables were such a frustrating thing. It was like, why couldn't you just give me the point? Why do I, why do I have to try to get the subtext of what you're saying in this, in this story that I'm not sure is relevant in the moment. And now that I've, you know, got to be a little more experienced, it's, it's, it's interesting that Jesus used these parables to teach lessons to those that were ready to hear what he had to say. You know, oftentimes he'd be preaching and teaching and and sharing and he'd go into a parable and not everybody was going to pick up what he was putting down. And that was intentional. Um and as as Michael was kind of very few at, people picked up what yeah, he was there putting was, down. There was very few um probably, you know, the 12 of them um were a little better able to understand the parables than the rest of anybody listening. Um, now it's not to say that there weren't others that that didn't get it, but for sure. Um, and I 
and I don't remember where that scripture passage is, but Jesus talks about the fact that I teach in parables because it's so you guys understand. I'm trying to well, teach. Well, and yeah, it, it gives, you know? he, he was giving Holy Spirit room. You know, those who have the ears to hear, let them hear. Those who have the eyes right. to see, let, let them see. He's giving Holy Spirit room just to just to help out there, just a smidge. Just yeah. He's just giving the Holy Spirit room. He's partnering with Holy Spirit in saying these actually prophetic things too. And, and so that if if they had the ears to hear, he would, I mean, it was great because he could then, you know, pick them out. <laughs> right. Like, hey, just like he did with Peter. So Peter says, you are, you know, he says, who do you say that I am? Well, then Peter has a aha moment, the epiphany of epiphanies for Peter. And he, you know, Peter goes, you're the one true God. You're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And then Jesus says, good job, Peter. You know, only God in heaven, only the father in heaven could have revealed that to you. And so he was looking for these aha moments in people. And and to that point, Heath, I'm glad the Holy Spirit brought us here because as a teacher, you have to be ready to partner with Holy Spirit when you see the aha moment on the face or the question, hey, sir, I have a question. Or, or if your teaching is, or maybe it's not your teaching, maybe the person falls asleep. And that's where Holy Spirit has them, right? So falling right. in sleep in church is, shouldn't be a shameful thing. What if what if that's where Holy Spirit has them? I these are some of the things I was taught by my mentor to watch and partner at the face, at the face level. Uh, uh, watch the face. You know, as you're in teaching, as you're teaching, look up and watch and partner with Holy Spirit. Watch what He's doing. Uh, uh, look for the curiosity points. Look for the confusion. Um, look, you know, look for the aha moments, especially because the more, thank you, Jesus, the more, the more you get aha moments, the more you can teach. Right. Yeah. That's really, I'm glad you said that because I was just thinking back, you know, with some of the, some of the great teachers that come to mind when I'm thinking about teachers that influence my life and, you know, a great teacher again is looking for those moments to, to find the kids that are you know, the students that are receiving the message, that they're processing the message, and then they're going to come around and they're going to ask questions. They're going to engage with the material. They're going to question what's being taught. They're going to, you know, chew it about, chew it up a bit, spit it out, and you know, let you know as a teacher that hey, they got it. You know, yeah. Um, it, it, and so I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it just what would they be spitting out? <laughs> Well, I was trying to use that instead of regurgitate back what was taught, and I probably should have just gone with the original and said regurgitate back. But I was trying. Are you to... are you are you hyperlinking <laughs> to uh, chew up the meat and spit out the bones? Well, yes, there's that too. Okay, okay, which is a kind, charitable thing to do for someone who's trying to you know lead you. Maybe they're not perfect. You know, hey, gather what you can out of what they're saying and reject anything you can't swallow. Right. Yeah. Um, why don't we give a uh, the Strong's definition of a teacher and then move into some of these scriptures we mentioned? Okay. That sounds like a great idea. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you give the Strong's? You have a better. Uh, I just have a note. You have the whole definition. Well, so when I when you look up the Strong's um, definition, it's actually Strong's number G thirteen twenty. And I'm not going to try to pronounce that word again because I've messed it up every time I've said it, no matter how many times I listen to it. It's uh, all Greek to us. Yeah, pretty much it is. Um, but it, the Strong's definition means an instructor, and then it's tr that's translated to doctor, master, teacher. 
Um, and then you go into the Greek lexicon and you kind of break that down. Um, so a teacher in the New Testament is one who teaches concerning the things of God and the duties of men. Right. And then we accurately added in uh, just from the example of Jesus, really, and the example of good teachers in our lives, the implementation of Jesus works. Yes. So not only in word, but in deed, can you teach? Mm, so good. Okay. Why don't you, since it's your favorite, why don't you expound upon John fourteen twelve and how that how that applies from the teaching realm? Well, I think this is, again, another great point of we're going to teach by example. You know, Jesus went out and he did all these things. Read it. Like, you, and, and I'm, you want I'm, me yeah, to read I'm, it? I'm, no, I'm pulling it up right now. I got it. Okay. So the the verse the verse in question. <laughs> well, no, because I was I was prepared for another one I was going to drop, but I I had to pull this up. I've got like three Bibles open over here. So, um, so John fourteen twelve says, "Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father." And so when I think about that verse. You know, you look at the time, because this is right before Jesus uh, is is taken into custody and, and tortured and put on the cross and all those horrible things. So before this, he's basically telling the disciples, hey, you know, you guys need to go out. You guys need to do the things I've been doing, the things I've been demonstrating to you, the things I've been teaching you. And you're going to go do that, but then you're going to do even greater things than I've done. And the Bible is very clear about the fact that that what we have in here is not a complete 100% recording of all the things that Jesus did his time here on earth, because honestly, there was not enough um, parchment for that back then. They'd have got a lot of writer's cramp from all the things he did. Um, so they basically have a few counts in here that are pretty impressive. But he did very similar things everywhere he went. And so he's clearly instructing us, hey, go do these things. And so that is a very clear commandment that kind of piggybacks upon, you know, the great commission that says, go out, it, let's try that again, go out and teach the good news of Jesus. And as you're doing that, you know, the secondary instruction for me is go do these things I've done and then some. So do the casting out of demons, do the salvations do the healing do the you know all the miracle signs and wonders that jesus did there we have authority by this verse to go do those things right because it's a now thing it's a now thing right and and, and even even just you know i have never seen this in this verse before and i've read this verse many times uh faith in me will do faith mm -hmm. in me will do if you have faith in jesus you will do what he did boom <laughs> yep. hey to support that i'm going to turn this over before i turn it back over to you and you do what you were going to do in the first place because i think that's what's next i'm going to turn this over to mark 16 15 through 18 which is if anyone does not know that is the great commission but there's something in there for us even right now he said to them go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. So let's just real quick touch. Let's just tie some scripture together. Faith in me will do what he did, said John 14, 12. Then he says over here, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. So you believe and you're baptized. It's a, it's a faith 
and then an action. Here right. in John 14, 12, we see a faith and an action. Um, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Hmm. Signs of actual faith. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new new tongues. Yeah, I want to touch on that real quick. New tongues. So new tongues. It's just a very simple example of new tongues. I'm going to give two dimensions of it. First one, super easy. When you become born again, before you were born again, you were not able, because you were alive to your sin, alive to the old man, you were a slave of sin, so you were not able, literally, physically, spiritually, you were not able to say something like, Jesus is Lord. That is an example of a new tongue. That is a language that made zero sense to you before being born again. After being born again, it's it's so foundational now, or or it's fresh. If it's fresh, it's a new tongue. Right. Um, another example of a new tongue is if you come into a new grace or a new faith within 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 Christ. Obviously, if you come into because we go from grace to grace and faith to faith. So if you come into a new place in Christ and He awakens you into this into this new aspect and, and new faith. You're going to sound different than where you were. Right. You might you might have a, a fuller expression, a fuller knowledge than you did of joy. So you're going to be talking about joy. You're going to be talking about how people need more joy. That is a new tongue. Right. Um, that is speaking in the spirit. That is one of the five examples of tongues in the New Testament. And we find w- one of them here, new tongues here in Mark. Okay. I just wanted to touch on that. Heath, any thoughts? No, I think you did that perfectly, and I 100% back everything you just said. (laughs) Thank you for a manly example of spine in a day and age when we don't have a lot of that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, faith in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are we at? Okay. Uh, 18. Thank you. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Let me just say real quick. You don't have to put snakes in your hands to do d- dangerous things. A lot of jobs out here, uh, you know, in America, uh, uh, elsewhere around the world, you might be subject to some dangerous stuff during the day. So this is a this is a promise of divine intervention. <laughs> this is this is a Psalm ninety one aspect here. Um, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. So how how many times have I mean just Keith, you have any examples run off in your head of like, you know, people accidentally harming themselves? Well, I mean, that's pretty much my son all the time. <laughs> He's a living sign and wonder of the gospel. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we're all signs and wonders, even if we're clumsy ones. That's awesome. That's right. And it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people. Oh, so not only is there some kind of anointing protecting them but watch this then it advance it not only protects them but it advances it advances offensively they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well Heath, back to you yeah so again as as i said earlier the great commission talks about specifically here there's some works that you're going to do in this great commission which then ties into what I said from John 14, 12, you know, go out, do the things I've done, but you're going to do greater things. So part of that, again, if you look at Jesus' ministry, his time on earth, casting out demons, healing the sick, 
restoring the blind, having deaf people here, curing leprosy, you know, all of these, like the list goes on and on and on and on. And so we should then in authority in these scriptures, be able to go and lay hands on people and expect them to be healed. We should have an expectancy when we're, we're operating in faith through direction of the Holy Spirit, when we're laying hands on someone, we should be expecting then to see a result. And it may not, as you might remember from Donna's uh, testimony episode, healing may not happen right away, but you've planted a seed for one. And in God's timing, it's going to happen. So whether it's then or it's down the road, we're, we're still expecting that healing to happen. Um, and, and, you know, just thinking back to Bill's class, um, he has an incredible healing ministry and traveled the world. And he was very clear on the fact that many of the countries that he visited, a lot of third world countries, um, were expecting more when it came time for healing and, you know, miracles and works, um, you know, wonders um, than, than what we do here in America. Like these folks, when he'd go into some of these, you know, backwoods countries, you know, they'd be laying hands on people and they would see limbs grow back. They would see someone who, you know, hadn't, hadn't heard a thing in their life miraculously able to hear people being able to see, like there was just so right. many stories he had, um, if through his own personal experience, through his own testimony of seeing these things and doing these works, um, as, as Jesus instructed and doing them well, um, you know, he was talking about the the numbers of people that they would see healed and they would see, you know, and of course, because of doing these works, of course, the enemy would, you know, come about them in several ways. But just the the fact that there were so many stories in his testimony um, boosted my faith without even being there to witness it, without even seeing it, just knowing that, hey, as a believer, we should be able to lay hands on someone and expect that they're going to get healed. Because God doesn't give bad gifts, right? He knows. He knows what. Okay, let me just. So I was. I was definitely hearing the Holy Spirit on this one. Um, I'm just going to go through this here. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Real quick. I have heard, and, and, and this is true, this is true. The tense of this is not super accurate in this 1977 NIV. Um, it's ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Um, knock and keep knocking. So it, it um, a cross-reference to what we're talking about here in context of what we're talking about here is um, when Jesus, even Jesus... When the demoniac man at Gennesaret runs down and bows before Jesus, um, it is said in that scripture that he was repeatedly, repeatedly saying, come out of the man or something to that effect. He, it, it said there that he is, he was repeat, even Jesus was repeatedly essentially saying in Jesus name, come out. He wasn't saying in myself, come out. He was saying, come out of the man, right? Cause he is himself. So, It'd be like me and Heath, you know, encountering um, in a deliverance session, you know, uh, a demon that we were um, activated by God in that moment, right? By the highlight of the Lord, by the go ahead of the Lord to, to cast out. And um, 
and times you keep on repeating, you keep on knocking, you keep on seeking. You it, so this obviously ask and seek and knock. Those are those are uh, applicable for all um, uh, uh, repetitive behaviors in the faith. <laughs> Praying frequently, asking frequently. So that is the tense of that. Which of you, if his sons ask for bread, will give him a stone, or if if he asks for a fish, you'll give him a snake. That'd be a jerk move. <laughs> if you then, though you are evil, so he's calling us natural and evil, naturally evil. He's calling us, he's, he's identifying the fallen state. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So guys, if you're asking for the gift of tongues, or interpretation, or prophecy, or name whatever you want. Um, God gives good gifts. We don't need to question. You need to test and weigh, but you don't need to question the source of the gift. And the only reason you would be questioning the experience is if you're inexperienced. Mm. We can get repetitive. We can get experienced. We can practice. There's a Paulism that says, essentially, and this is this is more of a point found in, in the text, but I'll say it. Mature people practice. Mature Christians practice. It, they don't say, it doesn't say, like doctors, they practice. They don't, they don't, they don't have, <laughs> they don't have it perfectly down. Doctors practice. Well, Christians practice. So you have a private Christian practice <laughs> and a corporate Christian practice. Okay. So this is what this is saying. Uh, God gives us good gifts. God is also a better judge here uh then then uh then in another parable where where the woman goes to a, a normal judge or an earthly judge and is just because she's repetitive she gets what she wants if you're repetitive with god how much more of a good judge is he he's going to give you uh justice or what you asked for or our point is this is quite important to we wouldn't be we wouldn't be go- doing a good service here to the people listening if we wouldn't say press in Right, because because we're teaching into action. Christianity is an action of love, is what Heath loves talking about, and yes. and you we must press in knowing that God is absolutely good, and knowing that because of this fallen um, n- nature of this world, we will be battling. Um, sometimes the one liners don't do it in this fallen world, and Jesus knew that, and Jesus was repetitive. Jesus had to say twice to that blind man who was seen uh, the first time he said, you know, be healed or however he, I can't remember how he implemented it, but, but when Jesus laid hands on him or something like that, he said, be healed. Well, the first time he, the man experienced uh, walking around trees, you know, so he wasn't seeing 2020 vision yet. The second time Jesus uh, commands the healing, um, expresses i'm saying this on purpose expresses um uh exercises authority uh toward that healing of of sight to the blind um then it goes 2020 so even jesus had to press in for some of these miracles and deliverances and that is another reason why he is our great example like he is a standard of operating in these works that he he did that life on purpose guys he did that life on purpose. He did the life he did for us in, in on the earth 
for us to have a standard and an example. Um, well, and I think too, as you're talking, sorry to interrupt, but I, I, no, was, just reminded, I was just reminded of the fact that, you know, there, there's also, it talks also in the Bible about the fact that, you know, the, the disciples go out and they, they do all this work and, you know, they come back excited, but then there's another time when they're coming back and they're like, okay, look, we tried to cast out this demon, but it just wasn't happening. You know, we were doing all the things you taught us and, you know, la, 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 and it just wasn't going on. And Jesus like, okay, so learning experience, you know, some of these things can only come out um, by fasting and, and prayer first. And, you know, so again, being the, the constant teacher, you know, hey, okay, yeah, great, great effort, guys. You did the things, but you also need to recognize that there are some, some other things that are going to require you to do a little more. You know, and and so I th I think that's a, a another point to tag on here that sometimes yes we have to press in more. Sometimes we have to ask more. Sometimes we have to have maybe that word of knowledge or that word of discernment to to be able to um, recognize that this thing that we're coming against, this thing that we're asking, is is a bigger thing that might require a bigger sacrifice on our part. It might require some fasting. It might require some prayer first. It might require some, you know like like price fighting adherence you know? adherence yeah, exactly like a greater a greater dependence on god because i was just thinking of what is the fruit and i was going to ask you well where are you at on that scripture heath for for everyone but but it is like prayer and for okay prayer, prayer and fasting that is a tool for us to not only hear god better but depend in him better to to have greater boldness when you're actually fasting meals like you're you're actually like not eating and you're only drinking. And I would say, I would say, I mean, going down, I mean, Jesus, what Jesus talk about, I mean, that he had a month uh, um, plus in the desert, a month plus eight <laughs> in the desert, uh, nine, a month plus nine in the desert of, of constantly taking on a barrage of temptation and uh, battling that with, with established judgments against Satan. And reminding him it is written, and, and but he was fasting that whole time, right. and, and but he's he came out of that in power, he came out of that as righteously doing that in example for us, and so he is referring. To the, I know that the disciples did not do that; they had right. not done that yet. They had not had that great adherence to the Father in that in such a way yet. And I'll just say I have not yet either. Okay. Um, and, and so he says to them, Oh, Heath, it just evaded me, man. He says, um, it, it's in the same scripture. I believe he said, Oh, he says, um, or maybe it's to the 72. Anyway, I'm going to say something he said in context of, of, of these discussions with the 72 and the 12, he says, um, do not rejoice. I think it's with the 12. Yeah. Do not rejoice that these things are happening. Like the demons are getting cast out. The people are getting healed. The blind are receiving sight. The lepers are not being lepers anymore, uh, that the dead are being raised. Don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Re rejoice that your name is written down for eternity. Okay? That's the rejoicing point. Right. Uh, Jesus was happy that they were doing this. He's not saying, oh, you know, great job, but, you know, big whoop. Uh, you need to rejoice that your name is in the Lamb. He's not saying that. He is redirecting them to the source that's greater so fasting and a reminder of your salvation it's it, he's he was pointing them back to dependence on the father for power 
Well, and I think for me that that scripture you're just talking about is more of a reminder that we're not doing these works. It's not Heath doing this. It's not Michael doing this. It is the Holy Spirit doing it through us. And so to be humble and not, oh, I just cast out or I heal. No, God healed somebody. You know, and so for me, that's what that verse is. It's it's not a, you know, it, it's a self-check moment. You know, don't get caught up in the fact all these great things are happening because, yes, that's exciting, you know, but you need to be humble to the fact that it's God doing the work, not you. And because you're being obedient, because you're following, you know, the Great Commission, because you're following John 14, 12, and you're doing these things, your reward is that your name is going to be written in the book of life. And, and so for me, that it's a it's more of a check yourself that Jesus was saying um, in in a subtle, very subtle way. Yeah, exactly. It was such a it was such a fine teaching point, and and I'm sure the Holy Spirit capitalized on it later when the Holy Spirit did come in Acts two, because Jesus says, "When the Holy Spirit comes, you will remember everything." Oh, what is that? John fourteen twenty two or something like that. I want to pull that up, bro. We're riffing here, people, in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like I said, sometimes the shows don't go the way we plan. <laughs> Amen. Ooh, where did it go? You know, keep on going, Heath. I'm going to pull it up in that text. <laughs> I can't remember it's at, but I know it's in the text. Yeah, I was trying to find <laughs> it, too. But, what you know, my, my initial reason for bringing some of that up was, again, that when we're doing these things, some of these things require training. And I was going to give the example of, you know, a prize fighter, you know, they just don't hop into a ring and just, you know, go knock out their opponent. They're training. They're watching what they're eating. They're watching what they're drinking. They're, you know, being mindful of all these things of what's going into their body, going out of their body. You know, they're, they're lifting weights, they're running, they're exercising, they're building stamina, all these things so that they can get in the ring and do you know do the battle uh and, and what we're talking about here is kind of the same kind of thing that there are some things that require a little more training that require a little more personal sacrifice for you to be able to to step in and do these things that that we're instructed to be able to do it is exactly john fourteen twenty six, like i said but then i wow isn't that funny okay check this out guys but the counselor the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you. This is this is what I was queuing up on here. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. So God, the Holy Spirit, reminds us of every uh, discipleship encounter. Um, and you know what's funny is, Heath, I'm actually, I don't know what else he would remind you of actually. Isn't it just discipleship encounter with the whole, with Jesus and, and who's discipling you? Because uh, we weren't discipled by Jesus. I mean, we were, but and we are, but not him in the flesh. He's at the right hand right. of the Father. That 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 part has not yet changed yet, and we haven't seen him come back and take us up again. <laughs> right. So what I'm trying to say is, so within the discipleship experience, Holy Spirit will capitalize on everything that happened within your discipleship experience, and He right. will remind you. He will amplify. He will multiply. He will remind you. He will he will manifest all the goods that you had in that discipleship experience. He's going to manifest that in power because how else does he manifest uh, within the human experience? He will manifest in power and in fire and give you conviction and remind you of all the things you learned with your time with Jesus. 
That's good. So stuff. I don't know why exactly we went there, Heath, but we're here. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> Where are you <laughs> <Yeah>. at? <laughs> I, uh, I, I honestly don't know. Um, this was a, like I said, this was just a direction we hadn't planned on going, but we're here, so we might as yeah. well just enjoy the fact that we're hanging out in this uh, in this set. Oh, so. that's what did it. Faith in me will do what he did. That's that is the original uh, stroke of the paddle in the rowboat okay. to where we got over here downriver. <laughs> <laughs> On our trip down the Rocky Mountain Revival Radio Rapid Rapids tour, we're doing we're doing class three and four today, folks. Here. That's right. Don't fall out. Do not That's fall right. out. <laughs> that is right. You know, I um, I don't even know how to segue us back out of this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we can. I wonder if we just continue in what we were doing, and 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 he's just there because I know you had something. Did you did you touch on what you needed to touch on at that one segue? Actually, no. I and and it it might be prudent to do it now. It might be prudent to wait. I'm not sure. Um, I was gonna I was gonna go uh, James three one. Um, you oh. know, at some point, at some point in this show, we need to talk about James three one, and basically, <laughs> what James, are we doing now? Well, let's just do it now because we don't know what we're doing. Um, so this is another example of you know, no matter what what church, no matter what ministry you're listening to, nobody is perfect. There, and I was reminded of this this weekend. Actually, I was talking with a friend yesterday after church, um, who was gracious enough to remind me that there are no matter where you go. No matter what you're seeing, there's you're not going to get all the things. No one's going to be perfect for what you're, you know, to exemplify the fivefold and all the gifts and discipleship and all the things. It's not going to be prevalent anywhere. As much as we try as ministers uh, to, uh, you know, pastors to, to make sure that our ministries are doing these things, we're not perfect. So anyway, so James 3.1 says, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways, and I, and I just kind of want to tack that on that, you know, James 3, 2 just basically said my point. We all stumble in many ways. Um, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. So, again, the the scripture, though, was, was 3, 1, because, again, teachers have an incredible responsibility to be making sure that they are giving you biblically sound teachings that they're not picking and choosing pieces as we've talked about before to address a narrative or you know some kind of social construct or whatever that they are they're inclusive of the bible as a whole that everything in here is is relevant to today and so uh, i think we talked about it um last episode with the, with the pastors that you know, again, there's going to come a point where you're going to stand as a teacher, as a pastor, um, and, and other things as a, as a leader, a shepherd, that you're going to have to give an account for the things that you taught your people, that, that you're equipping of them to go out and fulfill the Great Commission and fulfill the, the instruction in John 14, 12. Um, you know, did you do a good job of that? Are there, are there fruit to your works? Or is there fruit to your works um, in in how you led and discipled your flock? And so um, I just wanted to make sure at some point in this episode we threw out that little cautionary bit um, because I think that's important. Um, you know, we've got great example in the Bible. Again, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that, you know, the Holy Spirit is a teacher, you know, John 14, 26, that Isaiah mentions God being a teacher to instruct us on what is best for us. And of course, Jesus being the great teacher, 
the great is teacher. Um, so again, there there's examples for everything in life in this book. Um, but if you are um, blessed with the um, pastor or teacher um, anointings, you you are you are going to be accountable for what you're you're leading your people in. So just be mindful. So I really. I, I don't know. I'm just being impressed to to um, release a, I guess a a declaration over people. Okay. Um. Here's why. Talking about teaching and a greater accountability, it's almost like I'm impressed to to, to kind of remind people of Jesus's earthly ministry and what he says about his earthly ministry in John 17 and what he, he says that he completed it. And, and this is a comfort. This is a place of, of Holy spirit comfort right now. Um, that is very applicable to what we're, where we're at right now. Let's just, let's just go for this. Um, John 17, one, uh, John 17, four, I'm going to start with, and then I'm going to hop right over to 12, John 17, four, and then hop over to 12. I have brought you glory on, this is Jesus speaking, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. He's, he's praying to the Father here. This is just a statement within this amazing prayer. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now let's hop over to 12. Here's what he did. Here's what he completed. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. Lord, scripture is being fulfilled today right now in our hearing. You are protecting the ones being taught. You are protecting the ones being teachable, who are teachable. You are also protecting the teachers. Lord, you have graced us with the faith and the grace to be teachable, or maybe in this season to be a teacher, and and Lord, that we would even be teachable as teachers. But Lord, thank you for your earthly ministry. I release this this acknowledgement, this blessing of an ongoing earthly ministry through the Holy Spirit of protection to us and keeping us safe by that name, Jesus, you gave me, mm. that you gave that, that the Father gave the Son, Jesus, that none has been lost uh, uh, to, a, to a scary judgment here, especially if you repent, people, teachers listening. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that Scripture would be fulfilled. And by the way, Judas didn't have to be the Judas. He had many opportunities to stop stealing. Uh, Pharaoh didn't have to be the Pharaoh. He had many opportunities before God sealed his heart, to stop being that Pharaoh. In fact, uh, another Pharaoh who was kind to Joseph uh, earlier was not like the Pharaoh that was unkind to God's people and to Moses and Aaron. So there are other examples of the people in similar positions, like Peter and Judas, similar position, similar things said and done, and yet there was an opting in to continue to obey Satan. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is we I just wanted to release the blessing of Jesus's protection over the teachers and the teachable because we are kind of we are kind of pinpointing other scriptures that I just I don't know. It was like the Lord wanted to 
I was just very aware that he just wants to comfort those teaching and who are teachable. I mean, when we're talking about greater, you know, stricter kind of things that the Bible does talk about, uh, the Lord's heart was on those who may wander off too far in that. Right. Heath? Well, you know, and I was just going to say too, I bring that, I brought that James scripture up just for, for cautionary tale, not as a discouragement either. And, and so, Oh yes, I, well, we know. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, one thing we weigh heavily as we're doing show prep is, is again trying to talk about things that the Holy Spirit puts on our heart that a lot of other churches and teachers are not talking about, and and so we feel we'd be doing you a disservice by bringing you this great message on teaching. And then not giving you any kind of warning or any kind of whatever, um, we would not be doing our jobs then as as teachers um, by by withholding that cautionary part of this topic, um, you know. And so, so I bring it out of love and out of encouragement um, that you know, if you're if you're operating as a teacher, whether it be in the faith. Um, in, in a school or in the faith, in a church, um, we want to encourage you um, to continue doing what you're doing, to continue um, being the light for everyone around you, because that's oftentimes what you are when you're a teacher. Um, you are a place of comfort. You're a place of safety. You're a place of hope um, when, when you're engaging with those you are teaching and for those that are that are going above and beyond and they're finding those those students that may be struggling here and there and you're spending that extra time with them to encourage them and to see them grow um i just speak blessings for you because again i i fully recognize and understand how difficult it is to teach um even when you feel well versed in a subject um it's not always easy to prepare something that's going to hit everybody that you're talking to and that's something that we also aim to do here we aim to give messages that can be beneficial to somebody who's fresh in the faith all the way to somebody who's been in the faith for a very hot minute you know we we want to find things that are going to be tangible for everybody <laughs> Better than a very lukewarm minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. Well, try not to call people old. You know, so <laughs> um Heath, I'm looking at I'm looking at where this is uh going, at least in our notes. And frankly, we could do a teaching part two. Because <laughs> we're frankly, about to open a whole nother can of worms with teaching. Yeah, we could. We could. And maybe maybe we're at a, a great stopping point where we could circle back to this topic again later. Um, because I think we've we've covered a lot of things in this. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are you What are you feeling right now? I'm kind of feeling we we do need to do a cliffhanger uh, here because where we're headed in the next episode of Fivefold Ministers Teachers um, is is such a whole nother can of worms, guys. I I don't want uh, I don't want it to be missed. Um, uh, God has such a representation of himself that he would want his fivefold ministers um, to exemplify. And, and frankly, to be honest, Heath and I are growing in this area ourselves and we want to do this next aspect of teaching and, and, and exemplifying 
uh, justice for you guys. Right. Um, and I don't want I don't want to give you um, two massive tomahawk chunks of meat, tomahawk <laughs> T-bone steak <laughs> chunks of meat. Okay, because because sometimes that's just uh, enough meat. That's just hey, one tomahawk is great. That's a lot right. of meat there. So. <laughs> No, I, 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 I agree. Think, I think I agree. we're at a, a peaceful uh, closing point, really. I, I I am inclined to agree with that, actually. As I was kind of looking at my notes on what we had said we were going to dive into next and we hadn't hit, I think that you're right. That's going to be better for a, for a part two. So that's exciting. We hadn't planned on a part two, but we'll do a part two. I think because Holy he, Spirit had that in mind. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we say many times, we plan, we prepare, and then the Holy Spirit comes in, and sometimes we get all of our notes, and sometimes we do not. But either yeah. way, we're still delivering the message that was requested that we we deliver. So, I, um, I agree. I yeah. agree. You guys, you guys definitely got that today. Um, so stay tuned for part two. Um, so on that note, Michael, why don't you? Um, Pray us out, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into the altar call and, and closing housekeeping and all the fun things. Yeah, again, I still just sense that Jesus' heart for our listeners this episode, and for other episodes, of course, is reminding him, reminding them of a continuation of Jesus' earthly ministry through Holy Spirit. That's what Acts, that's a big old theme in Acts, right? The continuation of the ministry of Jesus through the church. Okay through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Holy Spirit himself. So I'm going to just read this again. I have brought you, guys, just receive with open hands here. Just just lift your hands up to the Lord. Lift up holy hands. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus completed the work that God the Father gave him to do. While I was with them, while he was with us, he protected us. He kept them safe. He kept us safe by that name, Jesus, that the Father gave him. And I'm, I'm reading in a different tense, just John 17, 12, just to be clear. Um, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Guys, I want to say over you that Jesus wants to fulfill the scripture in you. Jesus wants you to know that he knows who his family is you know faith in me will do my brothers and my sisters and my mother are the ones who are doing the will of god so you love god you love doing what he tells you to do no matter what level no matter what experience of that you're doing you could buy the aluminum foil for the for the person who couldn't get it in the line ahead of you at the at the store i mean that and, and and the Lord prompts that in you and you do it. That is the will of the Father. Okay. Yes. That was that was a move of, of Jesus in the land through Holy Spirit in you. Okay. So I just wanted to bring that word of I wanted to solidify your hearts and I believe the Lord wants to solidify our hearts tonight of part of his earthly ministry in continuation of the Holy Spirit is while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me, none has been lost except that except the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture would be fulfilled. And again, in four, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Let's join in the completed work today of Jesus. Let's join in. 
That's so good. That is so good. All yeah. glory to God. <laughs> like, all glory <laughs> to God. Like, like, I am not going to sit back here and smile with the mountains behind me and go, yep, that was great. <laughs> that was all, all glory to God. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. This has been, this has been amazing. Um, yeah, I just, wow. All right, pray us out. Jesus, we just, we lift your name on high. Um, you are the great teacher. You are absolutely good. I thank you that you gave our listeners a piece of that tonight. Thank you for helping us do that. Um, Lord, as you bring us opportunities to participate in the Great Commission, to participate in the family business, whether it is by teaching or prophesying, whatever, I pray, I ask on behalf of everyone listening, that we would receive wholeheartedly the food of that work when you said, at the woman at the well, to the disciples. You guys don't know the bread I have. You guys don't know the food I have. And he had just enjoyed so thoroughly the ministry of God to the woman at the well that he had ate. So Lord, I bless the people with with the meal of the participation of God's will on earth as it is in heaven through the servant of the Lord, you, listener. Lord, I bless that. I impart that now in Jesus' name. The, the, maybe a new experience. Thank you, Lord. Maybe a new experience of, 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 of a meal, of serving the Lord, of, of teaching, or, or laying on of hands and experiencing a healing. Lord, we just thank you in advance for that food of just the enjoyment and the joy of participating with, with Father God in His will, His active ever living, ever guiding us into obedience will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this effective episode going out to the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Um, you know, as you were praying, I just, again, I want to reiterate what I said before, that those that are that are operating as teachers, um, you know, I know it's not an easy job. And, I, and again, I just want to impart that peace to you. I want to impart encouragement to you. Um, to continue going, to continue doing what you're doing. Um, you know, I just felt as we were praying that there's there's a lot of great teachers out there and there are teachers that are struggling um, and don't know that they're doing, you know, they're doing a good job. Um, and, and, I, and I just want to relate that, that if you're getting through to just one, just one, then you've done your job. Um, you know, we've talked about that the last couple uh, shows about you know Jesus just even at just reaching one would have gladly gone to the cross and so I want to I want to give you that same grace to operate in if you can just reach one one student then you've done your job um, obviously yes you want to do more and I would encourage you to want more than one but if you're getting one then you're you're teaching who needs to be taught in that moment. well and to your point Heath that's really good because you're doing much better then that uh, steward who was given a mina or the talent, the one mina or the one talent, and he buried it in the ground. You're not buried right. it in the ground. If you advance one person into the Lord further than they were, you you spent, you, you used your investment wiser than burying it in the ground. So good job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Um, and I also was just feeling that there, and this is, and I've said it before, this is my favorite part of the show because today specifically, I am feeling that there's somebody out there listening to this that, that you're struggling with something. You're not really sure if all this is for you and you stumbled upon this episode for whatever reason. It's not a for whatever reason, but in your life, it's a for whatever reason. Um, there is a better way. And, and we don't ever want to close a show without giving people an opportunity to get to know, uh, to get to know Jesus and have a relationship with him. Um, and so there, there are a couple out there that today's your day, you know, quit, quit waiting for a sign. This is your sign. You know, as Bill Ingeval says, here's your sign. This is it right now. This is your sign. Um, don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow's not promised or guaranteed. So right now, this opportunity, um, hear me this is your moment now um and so if if that's you today and you want to get right with god we're gonna we're gonna pray a prayer and that's all you got to do from your heart you just got to speak this prayer from your heart okay and we're gonna pray it with you so you're not doing it alone that's the beautiful thing well john 14 12 buddy faith in jesus will do faith in yep. me will do pray exactly. this in faith mean yes. it do it go ahead yes. All right. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, we're going to say this together. Unless you're driving, don't be closing your eyes on the road. Come on now. Um, you can still say this, though, if you're driving. So you're going to say, dear God. Dear God. I know that I have sinned. I know I've sinned. But I believe. I believe. That Jesus died in my place. Jesus, you died in my place. And God, you raised him from the dead. Father, you raised him from the dead. And Jesus, I Jesus. confess I confess that you are Lord. You are Lord. Please be the Lord of my life. Please be the Lord of my life. Wash away my sin. Wash away my sin. And give me the power to follow you. Give me the power to follow you. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you said that simple prayer, we believe you were born again, and we would love to share that with with you. You need to share it with somebody, whether it's us or somebody else. You need to share it. Uh, don't don't go it alone. Um, you can write us at prayer at rmr.live, and we'd be happy to celebrate with you, welcome you to the family. Um, and of course, the next step after this is to get yourself into a good Bible believing, Bible teaching, Holy Spirit filled church. And the reason I tell you that is because again, we want to encourage you on your walk. We want you made a decision today. And so we want to help you stay the course because the enemy wants nothing more than to kill, steal, destroy, sidetrack you, get you caught up with all kinds of things. And the enemy really loves, um, you know, those lukewarm Christians that just go to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week they're doing all the things. Okay, we don't want that for you. We want a better life for you here on earth and we want to secure your eternal life. Okay, that's the other reason we do this. And so tell somebody you made this decision. Get into a church. Get into a church. And if you don't have one in your area, then you can write me at host.heath at rmrr.live, and I will gladly help you find a church in your area. I, I will make that commitment to you. You made a commitment to God, and so for me to honor that decision in you, I will help you find a church if you need help finding one. Reach out to me. Again, that's host.heath at rmrr.live. I'll help you find one. And with that, guys, thank you to each and every one of you for joining us today. As a reminder, if you like today's show and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, your sisters, cousins, nephews, former boss. Why? Because sharing is caring. Definitely him. <laughs> 
definitely him. And make sure to check out rmr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show and upcoming things like the merch store. Hey! Oh, 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 can't see it. All right, well, let's try it again. Doing a new thing. The merch store. Doing a That's new right. thing it's now. Coming. It's coming. Um, subscribe and like the show's YouTube and Rumble pages. <laughs> I love what you're doing right there. Uh, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Truth. We're all out there. Link trees on the website. And, of course, podcasts and show are available on all your favorite podcast providers. There is a complete list of those on the website and the show archive page and also the news and press release page. And podcast listeners, we thank each and every one of you. Uh, there were a couple new blips on the map this morning as I was running analytics just to kind of see where we're at. Um, and so we thank you guys for tuning in with us and spending time with us in the Lord every week. Um, we, we just, we thank you. Uh, matter of fact, our, our YouTube and Rumble listeners, we appreciate you as well. But the podcast listeners, they hold a special place in our hearts. So, because <laughs> frankly, they're just they're just showing up. So they they are they're showing up and showing out in a big way. So we appreciate that. And um, I, I just want to take a moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna change how I normally say this part of the show. Um, you know, I am really horrible about asking for money, and and I he really is he really is. Um, but I I wanna I wanna make you guys aware that we're trying to do some things here with the show. Um, with this ministry to produce some better content, to um, bring on some better folks. And so that requires some equipment changes, some upgrades, um, the stuff for the merchandise store as well. There's some, some costs associated with that. And so if you are loving the show, you are led in any way to donate to the show, there are links to do so. On the website, uh, on the homepage there, they're going to be down below in the show description. And for those watching, they're going to be on your screen below, Michael, and probably stretched out underneath me. I'll make them big today. Um, because, again, we're, we're trying to um, honor what God said to us when he gave us this ministry and we're trying to do uh our part and and so part of that again is is growing and as we grow that means more things that we've got to do and so we appreciate those that have chosen to partner with the ministry and to to feed into that and and plant some seeds and and we just speak blessings for your seeds that you've sown and we we just speak a, a hundredfold blessing back to what you've already given so far um but again we we're just at a point where Hey, if if you feel led to do it, today's your day to do that too. Um He's gonna go out on a limb. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I love it. Guys, if you partner with us, he's not gonna say this. I, I'm gonna say this. If you partner with us at whatever at whatever level you, you wanna you wanna start participating monthly with us in partnership, we're gonna be sending you a free gift. Yeah. We're gonna we'll 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 make that decision. We haven't made that decision yet, but I just wanted to I wanted to go ahead and say that. Um, and, and, um, because we would really, truly appreciate that. We, we want to continue, um, guys, this is good soil to sow in. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll say that, um, we, we love the people who have given to us. We thank you very much. Heath. I, yeah, I, I will. I, yes. I, matter of fact, I was thinking that um, it's interesting that you said that, um, that it, that at certain, certain points that, you know, passing out some kind of gift and uh, for a token of our appreciation is a great idea. So thank you for being bold enough to say that. And I will, I will, I'll rubber stamp that. Yes. Done yeah. deal. Done deal. 
done deal. All right, guys. And with that, remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church, plug into groups and discipleship opportunities, and serve in any way you can. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, and be blessed. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.